God is so amazing, isn't he? So good to be with you. Thank you to Pastor Stephen for filling in for us last week while we were uh, out of town. Yeah. So I want you to know that uh, that's it's not a normal thing for, for me to take vacation and stuff and go away. I uh, was off the grid for 10 days, like completely. I couldn't even access it. I had to drive an hour to get on Wi-Fi to do some schoolwork two different times through the week, but I had no access to anything. And so I'm telling you all that to say... Uh, I'm better now. <laughs> Second thing is, is that uh, if I didn't uh, return your text or your email, I wasn't ignoring you, nor did I not care about your needs. Uh, I apologize. I'm not, not normally a, a traveler, so I didn't even think about putting a message in there that I'll be back, you know, whatever day. And so I ask you to forgive me uh, for not letting you know that. And so um, if maybe some of your friends or family are offended and they didn't want to come today because they think I'm a jerk or something. You can let them know I'm still a jerk, but it wasn't intentional. Okay? <laughs> and tell them they need to forgive me because Jesus said they have to. And uh, we'll fix it next time to be a little better with that. So I apologize for that miss. There's a couple things we need to do this morning. Actually, several things. There's so much happening in the, this month. And um, one of the things that we're glad, Pastor Tom, why don't you come up here real quick, buddy? And um, we have some guests from Teen Challenge with us today. Yeah. I didn't pre-plan this, so you want to give me this mic for a second here, buddy? Um, How about this one? Is it on? Nope. Okay, I'll turn it on. So we're really blessed to have these uh, guests with us. We always are with all y'all. Glad you're all here, but uh, we have an event coming up, and I'll have my brother talk to you a little bit about that and let you know what's going on. Go, brother. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, we will not have any booze there this year. Yes, no. <laughs> what yes. we will have is booths. Yes. If you were here last year, you get the joke. Yes. Hey, but it's great to be here today. I've got the guys here. They love coming to this church. Yeah, we love you guys. Amen. Thank you. We're at full capacity right now with Teen Challenge. We, I mean, as far as people are coming in, they're hurting. And, and they're hurting in ways that they're asking for help. And they're receiving Jesus Christ and they're getting healed. Amen. That deserves a clap Amen. right there. Amen. Amen. We have an event. This is going to be our fourth annual. It's, it's, our, it's our bug splat run. Um, if you're a writer, you'll know what it means to have a bug splat. Amen. Yes. And so what we're doing is uh, September 28th, uh, first bike in is going to be at 9 a.m., We'll have uh, coffee and donuts. Um, we're going to go out and head out on the trail um, as far as the ride at 10 o'clock. And then we'll all come back here. And this year we're going to add as far as for entertainment a car show. Yeah. So we'll have some cool cars here. Springboard, our um, adolescent girls, is going to go ahead and sponsor that for us. Awesome. And, uh, hey, I'm telling you, Bring your friends and family, whether you're a writer or not, there's going to be some fun. We've got some very cool prizes this year, and uh, a couple of them are, we're, we're giving away two $100 Visa cards. Very cool. And uh, we've got as far as a lot of the um, towns supported us here and given us gifts and stuff to give away for raffles. We're going to have hot dogs and hamburgers as long as they last, so first come, first serve. But we're going to have a great time, and we appreciate you guys helping us out with this, giving us this facility, and offering us the opportunity to, as far as 
come out here. It is a fundraiser. You know, we're going to have raffle tickets and all that stuff going on. But more than that, my heart's for the community for fellowship. And so invite someone out that may have never, ever stepped in, you know, inside a church before. Say, hey, I've got a fun activity to come out and hang out with a bunch of crazy Christians. Yes. That's you guys. Yes, uh. <laughs> I've been here before. But uh, <laughs> seriously, yeah. and come out and enjoy it. We just love you guys. And uh, we, we come here for the word. We really do. And I know for a fact, and I'm not just throwing this in as a plug, the word of God is preached here. Amen. And the truth is preached here. <laughs> I'm going to do a quick confession. One of the things in my life I used to, I kind of, I just never really gave it much of a thought. This isn't for anybody. I'm just confessing. I still listen to some worldly music, and we were sitting in the um, cafe there, and your pastor shared something with me, and it hit my heart. And it's been three weeks now, four weeks actually, I haven't listened to any of the worldly music. I've given it up completely, and I want to give the glory to God. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Love you, buddy. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. God's amazing, isn't he? I'm going to shut this off here, James, so don't give us a little freak-out sound here. Thank you, buddy. So, all of you from Teen Challenge, we're blessed to have you. Just want you to know we love you. God uh, knew you'd be here, and he has a plan for all of us. It's so great. And uh, we, will, we will be sponsoring that event as far as, like, here on the property, just in case you're wondering. I don't know if that was clear to you or not, but that's all happening here, so just come on over. There's several things happening, like I told you. Today's your last day to order, uh, pre-order your blessing shirts. I don't even know which... I asked this last time it's behind me so i don't know which one it is i think this is two years ago um so we have the shirts that are on sale now online you can go through our website and get it today's last day for pre-ordering the shirts if you want one and you don't have to ride a bike to have one and you don't have to ride a bike to come to blessing we want you to be here it's a family-friendly event it's amazing time and we want you to represent jesus out there and remember that that's what you're doing so we also had new classes starting today at 9 15 so if you didn't come you can come next sunday and be a part of that we have a brand new home group starting in reader ranch area on uh, the 24th and so well, there'll be more information next week about that but if you live in the southeast area of tucson there's going to be a home group meeting down there it's going to be great we want you to come and be a part of that we're going to also start a new one probably within the next two months on the west side of tucson so we want to start getting the the fingers out in the community as far as reaching into our homes and our families around us uh, to touch the lives of those that are there and so those are coming our way this coming Saturday so one week before the bugs, bugs flat like I just want you to know we have your weekends booked up for the next several weekends so just plan to be a part of what God's doing here and don't worry about your schedule just get rid of it okay so here's what's happening next Saturday we're doing a prayer ride it's part of what we started with full throttle ministries our motorcycle ministry but cars are welcome you guys we just see you as free motorcycle owners all right <laughs> but <laughs> you're welcome to bring your cars and join us on a ride and what we want you to do is come with us and we're going to ride up to dove mountain together we're going to pray at the high school and over that community we're asking god to start a work there we're going to be joined by four other groups from other churches and we are going as a collective body of christ to begin to proclaim god's truth over dove mountain and asking god to open the doors to start a, a ministry in that community the next thing we will do then is get back on the bikes or in your cars, and we will travel up to Eloy, which is up I-10, the corridor. Eloy is uh, the polar opposite of Dove Mountain. Dove Mountain would be a, a wealthy community. Eloy would be a very poor, broken, drug-infested community, and they need Jesus. 
and we're going to do the exact same thing there. We're going to the park in the center of Eloy, across from the high school, and we're going to begin praying over that community as well. As we're asking God to, to move in those two communities, we're asking him to begin to call people to be missionaries in those communities and to give the, the Spirit of God the opportunity to be ministering through us into those communities and God starting a work there. We, we sometimes look at the poor people and see that they need Jesus and we forget that so do the wealthy. And the Word of God tells us it's harder for the wealthy to make it to heaven than the poor and the needy. The poor and the needy recognize they're broken and they need something. The wealthy don't recognize they need anything. And so they need Jesus as well. And so we're going to both of those communities asking God to move. And so we want you to join us. We will be meeting here at the church next Saturday morning at 8 a.m. 8.30 as kickstands up. We always put KSU. That's what that means. Kickstands up. And uh, that means we're rolling out of the parking lot at 8.30. Don't show up at 8.30 asking what's going on or asking for the bathroom to be open for you. Be ready. All kinds of things were going through my mind. We're letting those go, and we're just going for a ride. You ready? So everyone is invited. We want you to be a part of it. Next Sunday, we're doing baptisms. If you haven't been baptized or you know you need to be rebaptized because of how you've screwed up in your life, whatever the situation is, next Sunday we'll have baptism. You can sign up for that. And uh, next Sunday night, we're going to do something that we've never done before. And we, are, um, we have a name for it called One Church. And it's going to be a time of worship at 6 p.m. next Sunday. So we'll have our regular three services in the morning. 6 o'clock next Sunday night, we're inviting everyone to come back for a time of worship. As we do the three services, we don't know each other. We want to come together as the body of Christ to love him. And so as we come in the doors next Sunday evening, I want you to know that you need to be prepared to worship God. And I am going to serve you communion out in the lobby. So when you come through the doors, we'll have communion right there. We want you to take communion understanding that it is only because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the broken body for our sins, that we can ever come into the presence of God. And so we want to set the tone for loving him when you walk in that door by you receiving communion in the lobby, coming into the worship area, as we come into the sanctuary of God, that's what this will be, and it is. And we're going to come in here to worship him. And it's going to be all about worship. I do not plan to preach. I'm not planning to preach. And I want it to be a night of celebrating and loving on God and declaring what he's doing and what he's going to do through us and over us and in this community. So we want you to be a part of that next Sunday night, 6 p.m. I don't know how long it'll last. It shouldn't be forever, but it doesn't gonna matter. When you're in the presence of God, time kind of like standstills or is irrelevant. So we're coming expecting. So come and join us for one church. Invite someone to come with you. All right? All right. Um, let's pray together. Father, we love you. We are here in the name of Jesus coming to you, Father. Desperately in need, as always. We have nothing to say in our flesh that could ever do anything for any soul. It is only through the power and the blood of Jesus Christ that lives are changed and transformed. And so, Lord, we declare that truth today. We depend upon the Holy Spirit to speak as we submit ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Man, I am like so glad to be home with you. I love you guys. I'm so blessed to be your pastor. My wife and I, um, we celebrated our 36th wedding anniversary last week in the mountains of Arizona. Yeah. It just... 
it seems so crazy, you know, that uh, that little girl that I fell in love with when she was 15 years old and I was 16, um, that she's my bride for 36 years. We've been together. Um, we dated four years before we married. She was only 19 and I was 20 when we got married. We were just kids, grew up together. Uh, we gave our lives to Christ the very same night in, the, in a worship service. And um, man, there was like, in the beginning, I'll tell you that the it seemed like I would be close to God and she would be like struggling. Then she would get close to God and I'd be struggling. And this kind of was like our early days of our marriage. It was kind of like this. And there came a moment where we both were just talking and we were like, you know what? We're done with this stuff. We sat down at the kitchen table in this little house we lived in. It was probably like 600 square feet total. Sat down at the kitchen table and said, look, we're all in on this or not. And we both came to agreement. We're all in. We're all in, Jesus. We're done with this stuff. We're not going to do this fluctuating garbage. We are all yours from this day forward. We're committed, and we're all in. And I'm telling you what, what the, the greatest decision of our marriage we ever made was the moment we agreed together that we together were all in with God. And God has taken us on this incredible journey that is just like... I could write you my life story and you'd just be like amazed. I'm serious. And it's not my life. It's just what God has done is crazy, man. The transformation of the power of God, the revelation and the revolution and the remaking of who I am as a husband, a father, a pastor, as a man of God, the transformation of my wife. It's just been just this crazy experience. And then God blessed us with three sons who've grown up to be men of God. And they are, uh, I am super proud of all three of them, uh, Dave, Dale, and Derek. And um, yeah, we didn't intentionally start naming them all D's, even though, my, see, my name's David Dwayne Dalbert, three D's. And so now I have three sons that are three D's, so I'm all about the D's, you know. Um, but that's not, wasn't intentional, but we named Dave, and then we named Dale, and we said, well, we can't name Derek something else. He's got to start with a D now. We're kind of committed. So that's how we ended up with the name Derek. Anyway, so... We're on this crazy journey with God, and he brings us to Tucson, Arizona, of all places, to serve him in this church and in this capacity, and it's just like, I step back and look over the years, and I'm just blown away. I, I mean, I'm just like, God is so awesome. Man, trust him. I want to encourage everyone in this room, I don't care what your life looks like or feels like right now, it doesn't matter if you feel like God's like, not even talking. Or if you're kind of wandering aimlessly and you're not sure what your life's all about, trust him. Absolutely surrender and trust him. You can trust him. God's got you. And he is doing stuff. He is more than amazing. And he's more than able to transform all of you. God's so good, man. I'm excited about the message he has for you and so I'm getting to it. I'm trying to help you all. I didn't get to preach last week, and it's my absolute passion is to preach the Word of God. I love it, man. It's so, we better get on it so I don't keep you here until after the kickoff of whatever game you care about. Uh, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> all right. You're welcome. Uh, so... We have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. 
A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to Himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to Him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. You ready to applaud? That's a good time. All right, I just want to help you out a little bit here, okay? So we were singing songs and we applaud because it's like good stuff, and it is. The songs are amazing. This is God's word. And what God just said to us is he's no longer holding our sins against us. Some of us should have been giving him a standing ovation. Like, that's amazing. God just said, I've set you free from that. I'm not holding against you anymore. You know how jacked up you were. You know the sins that owned you. You know how messed up you were. God said, no longer do I hold that against you. I set you free. I'm giving you new life. Yeah. We shouldn't need to be primed to celebrate. I'm glad you are. Don't misunderstand me. Come on, man. Have you been set free or what? All right, then. Thank you, Jesus. You're amazing. Because we suck. Come on. We were so messed up and broken. And God said, I want to give you a new life. Who didn't want that? I needed it desperately. And God said, new life, new life. Not only am I going to give you new life, I'm going to make you a new person. Oh, man, did I need to be a new person. I was so jacked up. Do you know how messed up you were? Man, you know how messed up you are right now? Reflect back at how you were. God making you a new person. Church, seriously, it's, uh, we're a different church nowadays than we used to be. Um, the church as a whole that I grew up in, you know, nobody would ever clap. I mean, good Lord, you know, that's like the world does that. Um, <laughs> barely get an amen out of somebody, right? So the reason why I'm saying all this to you is I just, like, we've got this thing about us in the church now where we're like, yeah, thank you, Jesus. That's awesome and stuff. But if any of one of you, I mean, U of A actually won last night. I don't know if you know that or not. Sorry. Uh, but, you know, I'm from Michigan. I don't, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so let me, let's stay on task here. Um, the fact that U of A won last night against Texas Tech, I think it was, um, is pretty much a miracle. It is. Let's be honest. You know, U of A's been sucking, and, and they, we didn't expect them to win last night. You didn't, come on, nobody expected them to win last night. <laughs> if we were honest, we would know that. All right, so then when they do something like that, we're like amazed, and we're applauding, and we're celebrating. When a dude runs with the pigskin down the field, and he scores a touchdown like uh, Tate did it, like 84 yards, I think, last night, like that touchdown run, nobody's just sitting there like, mm -hmm, good job, yeah. <laughs> true go brother amen way to go yeah you know what i mean i just read you a passage of scripture that said god god will not hold your sins against you any longer and most of us in the church are like wow cool thank you god you know <laughs> why we're jumping up and down and painting our faces because the dude ran for a touchdown I'm just saying, man, we ought to be celebrating as a church the amazing thing God's done for us, and we'll just leave it at that. I'm not trying to prime you to applaud for me. I don't care about me. 
I'm saying this is God's word and he has spoken this over us. He said, I'm giving you a new life. I'm giving you a new opportunity. I know how screwed up you were. That's why I sent Jesus because there was no hope in the way that you were. I'm giving you the opportunity to be brand new. Thank you, Lord. God, thank you. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. The old life is gone. New life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Come back to God. You need him. God's calling through us. You know, uh, I think I saw Naomi wearing an, uh, an Arizona A on her shirt today. And some of y'all are wearing like your football jerseys and all that stuff. I'm totally cool with you doing that, by the way. I'm wearing a full throttle shirt. Okay, but... Here's the thing, as we look at what he's saying, God is, is making us the ambassadors. We are wearing his name out there in the world, and God is trying to reconcile people back to himself through us. You represent Jesus. I want you to know there's been more than one time in my life where I was wearing a piece of clothing that had a gospel message on it that when I looked down, it caught my eye, and God said, you representing me? right okay yeah when we give out a patch for full throttle like we're not a patched motorcycle group we have a patch just to be identified in public we're not part of the motorcycle federation just to clarify if you don't know what i'm talking about forget it but i'm seeing like when we give those guys anybody that's doing ladies and men alike we give them a patch want you to know like say hey when you wear this you understand you represent jesus and you represent full throttle ministries and people know that but it shouldn't change who you are because you're representing Jesus at all times. So you shouldn't need like to think about changing who you are because you're wearing a label. You wear that label in your heart right here. And God is reconciling the world through you because you've been made new. And so therefore, we are a walking poster, boy or girl, for the kingdom of God at all times and everywhere. So God said, I want the world to know who I am through you. You're my ambassadors. You're the representative. You're the one that proves to the world Jesus Christ is Lord. You're the one that shows them redemption is possible. You're the one that shows them they don't have to live in sin any longer. Anyway, we'll move right along. Come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. <laughs> man think about how screwed up we were the sin in our life seriously think about the sin in your life and god took that from us placed it on jesus that sinless holy god and put it on him and then when we came and asked him to forgive us this is what god did he took Christ's righteousness 
he put that in there instead. <laughs> Made new. New person. No longer owned by sin. I'm no longer in bondage to sin. Made new. I am in Christ. Christ alone. We see so clearly in God's word, he talks about a life change. It is here again that we embrace this truth in God's word that when we come to know Jesus as our personal Savior, my life is changed. I'm not the old person. Church, how many times do we have to read in God's word and see it and God bringing it up in messages over and over again saying, new, made new, changed, no longer the same, all out of that old life. Stop living the old way. Made new. In Christ, removal of sin and placing it with the Holy Spirit, the righteousness of God. I am a new creation in Christ. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. It's God's Word. Old life is gone, new life has come. That's what we just read in Scripture. So, as we read that, since you've come to faith, how much of a different person are you? How different are you? So you ought to be a lot. Everybody in here ought to be saying a lot different. How ought to be next Sunday? A lot different. Tomorrow, a lot different. Before you leave the service, a lot different. God is a transforming, renewing, amazing God. And God is making us new by His Holy Spirit in our life. This is God's work in our life. It is the evidence of the good news, the gospel, that God is actually pleading through us to the lost world. That gospel. The fact that my life has changed, I'm made new, I'm living a new way, is how God is calling other people to himself. That's what he tells us in his word. Romans 8, probably one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. I love God's word, all of it. And I, I fall in love with different passages at different times and stuff, but I just want you to know Romans 8 is amazing. If you want to be encouraged in your faith, you need to be strengthened. Read Romans 8 this week, okay? Here you go. I'm going to read part of it for us today. So now, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. No condemnation. No condemnation, man. For those who belong to Christ Jesus, and because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Oh my goodness, church. we got to stop allowing condemnation to keep us from experiencing the fullness of God's life that He provided to us through Jesus Christ. That condemning voice, that condemning lie, that con condemnation that owns so many people, that thing that used to own me and own you when I was living in sin, like that whole mirage of your not being worth anything, the idea that you can't overcome, you can't be anything, you can't be set free, you have no value, you have no worth. And then you would try and medicate yourself, or I did, and most of you probably have at some point in some way. Medicate yourself with some drugs or alcohol or something else to try and help you feel free from that condemnation of low self-esteem, low self-worth, brokenness, and a need of feeling like something. And so then when you get under the influence of something, you feel like you're somebody different because you are. Because there is another spirit that takes a hold of you. 
And then you act out. I shouldn't project this on you. Most of us, many of us, act out. And so then in that moment, because, see, I hate myself, I hate you, I hate life, I hate everything going on around me, I'm broken, so I medicate myself, and I step over here, and I act out of that brokenness in ways that people see, and they think other things about you. And the enemy's there lying and saying, hey, you know what, you're somebody over here. Keep doing that. Because you can escape that and become this. And the whole while you're becoming this, that brokenness that is over there is feeding the brokenness. And you begin to live a mirage over here. And pretty soon this mirage falls apart. So you step over here. And you begin to try and build this other self-image. This is who I am. The whole while not even knowing who you are. Knowing you're broken. (laughs) trying to heal yourself and you can't (laughs) and then there's this condemning voice that says you never will measure up you don't fit in you'll never make it (laughs) end it you're not worth it anyway step over here try that do this church we've all been there and then (laughs) There's this Jesus who says, come here. I value you. I love you. I want to give you an opportunity to experience new life. Come to me. Leave that old life. Come to me. Condemning voice is saying, don't do it. The love of God is saying, come here. I come to him. And in the moment that I say, God, forgive me, The Spirit of God comes in, and just like the Word of God says, the sins are transferred from me to Christ. The Spirit of God enters into my life, and I am made new, and and the, the Spirit of God has made me whole and complete and brand new. It's a brand new experience in my life. I don't even know what that's all about. And then there's this whole new life I've got to learn how to live because the only life I knew how to live was a broken life and the liar is still telling me I'm broken I tell every single person that I lead to Christ like look the first thing you're going to think when you leave is nothing happened because the enemy is going to say nothing happened you're not changed no that's the first witness you've changed he would not tell you you haven't changed if you haven't changed right So learn to transfer that stuff and understand he's a liar, he's a a condemning voice, and he wants you to not believe what God has done. He does not want us to believe the message today because the message today is all about God's power to deliver and set us free. And as I look in in God's word when he says there's no condemnation to those who belong to Christ Jesus, why in the world are we playing games with the voices in our head that keep telling us we're not worth it, we're not changed, we can't be different, we're owned by sin? Why are you listening to that? There's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. (laughs) Rebuke that lie. We're made new. That is not who I am. All right. You're no longer viewed by God in light of your old life or your old choices. Is it crazy to you that God says in his word, as far as the east is from the west, that's how far I've removed your transgressions from you. I have buried them in the sea, never to be remembered against you again. Here's what God did to us. 
the first 19 and a half years of my life, God took it and he put it through the shredder, put it in the furnace and burned it up. And he said, Dave, on the day uh, in January 1982, where I said yes to Jesus, God said, here, I I want you to know I'm giving you a clean slate. I have a story I want to write, and I want to write it about your life. I want to write your life story. And he began to write my story out. And I have learned to, and I am learning to, surrender, trust, and obey that God knows my story. I don't want to write my story. I wrote my story. It sucked. Nobody wants to watch that movie. I want the new story that only God can write where he says, I want to set you free. I want to make you new. I have something better for you. And I want to step into the fullness of that. I don't want to stop short. Man, if God's got that for me, why do I want to be here? I was there. I can't be content to be here if God's calling me there. Don't be satisfied with where you are. Walk further with God than you've ever been before. Surrender more. Let God develop His power in your life. I want you to know you're free in Christ. You are free in Christ. Church, you're free in Christ. 1 John 4 says this, God is love. And all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. So let's clarify something because our culture has screwed us up and we're jacked up in the church to understand what love is. God is love. Therefore, it's not an emotion or a feeling or an experience. Hear me. An emotion or an experience? Nope. It's not any of that. God is love. Therefore, love is, is God. Therefore, without God, there is no love. Therefore, prior to knowing Jesus as your Savior, you only lusted. You didn't love. You didn't know how to love. You didn't know how to receive love. You don't know what love is. The only people that know what love is are those who have been forgiven by God and live the new life. You're the only one. So the world is lost, and they are seeking love because they are seeking God. Therefore, when they seek love, they seek pleasure and flesh and fulfillment. They seek feeling. Here's the deal. Lust says, meet my need. Love says, I'll meet your need. God is love. God is love. Your brokenness, your sin, you could not fix. Therefore, God so loved the world that he gave that's what love is love is giving so now when we read this god is love and all who live in love live in god and god lives in them the new life that we are talking about the brand new way of living is living in love that's what it is see we're now living in god which is living in love Therefore, is no longer about me. Me. Me was full of sin. Me dictated my life. And actually, I was just a slave to sin, and I didn't even realize it. I step over into the new life with God, and now that I live in love, I live in freedom. I live where there is peace. I'm no longer owned by fear, condemnation any of that stuff. I'm set free. Okay, church.
God is love. And all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. Did you hear that? As we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So there's this development of God within us as we grow in Him. So I'm born again, I'm made new, I'm living a new life, and now I'm growing in that new life. And what is that new life? Love. And it's growing more perfect. I become more Christ-like all the time. Right? That, that was a hint. The Word of God is saying that to us. So we're becoming more Christ-like, which means that love is growing more perfect within me. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face Him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. That's God's Word I just read. We live like Jesus in this world. So anybody living like Jesus here? Yeah, yeah that's the right answer. Amen. That's awesome. See, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to allow our former screw-ups, our former sins, our former life to dictate who we are and how we live. It doesn't own you. All right. We are now living like Jesus in a new way for a new purpose. That new purpose is living for the glory of God all about Him, right? Looking back at the scriptures we were reading in 2 Corinthians, we see now that we are saved. We have a purpose, a calling, and a ministry. Everybody in this room, you have a purpose, a calling, and a ministry God has placed upon you. It's written in God's Word, and I already read it to you. When we read God's word and we see this, we need to celebrate our forgiveness, no doubt about it. We ought to celebrate that, man. That's why we come together. We're worshiping God because like, wow, really me? You did this for me. And I'm celebrating that. God, you're amazing that you forgave me. And so we need to do that. And in so doing, recognizing once again that we are called by God. We're not just called to be all about me and this love relationship with God, but that God might use me, us, you, us, us, in the ministry of reconciling people to Him. Other lost people. See, that's what we read. God has given us this task of reconciling people to Him. The Word of God says so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. What is coming through us to call people to Christ? What is it that's happening in my life that is calling people to say yes to Jesus? See, God's Word says that He is doing a work in us, and we're made new, and through that work of Him, that love that He places inside of us, which is His very presence, His Holy Spirit, God is appealing to the world that is lost through us and saying, now, y'all, you are my ambassadors. You represent me out there. And I'm appealing to the world to come to me. So now, what kind of a message is being seen in your life? What's being seen there? See, the church as a whole, United States Christian Church, I'm just going to blanket the Christian community for a minute and say that we have, we have made God look like he's, um, a word slipping in my mind here, but schizophrenic. We have made God look that way in the Christian community. Like he looks like this, he looks like that, he looks like this, today's like that, today's the, the, all, right? I mean, like, 
We have so confused the world that the world looks at the church and says, you know, I believe in God, but I don't know what God or anything because they don't know who he is. And they don't recognize God through his church. Think about it. And the word of God says that he has given us, his church, his bride, his people, the believers, the ministry of reconciliation. God calling the world through us. Come to God. Why would people want to come to your God? Unless you're living a new life. Unless you're living in love. Unless you're loving people with the love of God. Unless you're being His ambassador. Nobody would want to be with you or even know your God if you're not being that kind of a person. Because they already are the kind of person that you were. So if we've changed... And we're living new. And when the fullness of God and sin no longer owns us, we already are standing out from the crowd without even trying because God is present and we are as an ambassadors and that light of Jesus is shining through us. And therefore, church, what kind of an ambassador are you? In what ways does your life show that God has changed you? Think about it. So that's who I was. This is who I am. I'm not that guy. I'm this new guy. I'm becoming more new all the time because the love of God is growing in me. I'm surrendering more of who I need to let go of as I experience more of understanding of who He is. It's an incredible thing. People need to see change in my life. I... I <laughs> Come on, man. Life change. Life change. Are you living like Jesus did? Are you doing that? Who's condemning you? No condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Is your old life condemning you? Are people condemning you? Um, your old self condemning you? So let's, let's get some things right here before we go any further and we're close to the end here. So, um, As we consider the end here and look and thinking about this no condemnation thing, Remember that as long as we live and breathe, we're going to be tempted. Jesus told us this. We live in this world, there's temptation. And many of us are confused to think that we can't be free from sin because we're always being tempted. And so we think that we have a sinful mind because the enemy's trying to call us into sin. All right? There's a difference between temptation and sin. Temptation is trying to call us to the old life. Sin is going and living the old life. Did you follow that? Temptation is to try and get us to go back to the old life. Sin is when I actually do. All right, so Jesus said, as long as you live and breathe, that old life, that sin that once owned you, will be calling you. And it's trying to get you to go back to it. God says in his word, I have made you new. You're a new creation, right? So as we read what God says to us, he's saying, that's not who you are. This is who you are. Now the enemy's trying to get us in this battle of our mind. And you have those voices. Maybe it's only one voice. I have a lot of voices in my head. And they're, they're trying to mess with me all the time. And so I, I'm not listening to any of the stuff that's coming from the outside because I know who's on the inside. And I am not going to allow that condemning voice of the world, of my old self, my old sins, to own who I am because I'm no longer that person. Therefore, I resist the temptation of the enemy and I step into the newness of God. 
the fullness of my redemption, everything that God has for me. I, I want you to hear what God's Word says because God's Word has a proclamation for us that I don't think a lot of us as Christians have owned yet. Honestly, I don't. And I, I believe that when we own the fullness of God's promise in the Word, um, a revival will break out in my life and in the life of people around me. This is God's word, church, and I want us to hear it because we're not going to allow the voices of the past, not allow people from our past, not even allow people from our present to mess with the redemption that Christ has offered to me. Romans 8 says this. I read you the first two verses. I'm reading verses 1 through 4 this time because we've got to hear the fullness of this. It's amazing. Um, you don't have to give a standing ovation, but you may want to. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. Okay, stop for a second. Here's what he's telling us. The religious practices of the Old Testament were something we were trying to do that God said, try and do this to make yourself right with me. And we miserably failed and couldn't do it. Continue to offer sacrifices because nothing could change us. You know why? Because it was all on the outside. So we were trying to do stuff for God, be something for God, trying to accomplish something for God. And the word of God tells us, look, hey, hey, it didn't work. It couldn't work. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. We had to keep bringing the same sacrifices back every time, right? Because we would go home and do the same stupid thing. So we're bringing the same sacrifices. Why? Because we're not changed. We want to be different. We long to be different, but we can't change. That's what Romans 7 is talking about. So don't stop reading it. Romans 7 says, you know, like I was strapped to this law of death. I want to do right. He's talking about how he used to live in the law. But when you continue to read in Romans 8, he's telling you there's freedom. You're no longer in bondage there. So let's read it. The law of Moses wasn't able to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son a sacrifice for our sins. Whoa! God declared an end. Hallelujah, man. God did it. He declared an end to it. An end. To the sin that owned us. Stop allowing sin to own you. God, the creator of the universe, declared an end to sin's reign in my life. And in yours, church. Man, is that good stuff. <laughs> he did this so that the just requirement of the law could be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. Who no longer follow the sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. Do you see that complete deliverance? Do you see how we are no longer sinners? Stop calling yourself a sinner. You're not a sinner if you know Jesus. You've been made new. That was your old, your old self was a sinner. Now you're made new. Now I walk in the fullness of God. 
I will not allow sin to own me. I will not be a poster boy for sin. I'm not to declare that I am not a bondage to all that. I'm declaring that I am free in Christ. That has not any part of me any longer. I am not condemned by what I used to do, by what I used to be. I'm made new. Come on, man. God declared an end to it. Why would you declare it's not? Why are you putting an asterisk down there? Well, I, I'm a sinner saved by... I hate that statement. You were a sinner. You are saved by grace. You're made new. Why do we keep selling God's redemption short? Why is it that we're allowing a thumbing voice tell us that we can't be free? God says we're free. God declared an end to sin's control over us. God did it. Who do you think you are? Why are we selling it short? I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm doing way better now. So what? Get up there, man. Get up there. Grow in the love of God. Let it be more than it's ever been before in your life. Let people see Jesus like they never have before. Man, why are we allowing ourselves to be slaves to our past life and our past brokenness when God says it doesn't own you anymore? All right. Are we made new in Christ? Is God good to his word? Have we experienced an end to sin's control over us? Are you living that way? Yeah. We're going to let you go early then. <laughs> Some of you may need to come and repent for your lie. Anyway, are you, are you, all right. Anyway, are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Have you been made new? All right. Are you free from condemnation? So let's, let's, let's learn something here by what God says. I am no longer going to allow the condemning voices of my past or my present or my future to own me. Read Philippians 4, 6 through 8 and make it part of your week as you allow God to make you new. Jesus, it says, stands guard over my heart and my mind. And I'm fixing my thoughts on, on what he is all about. Goodness of God, the great things of this earth. Trust Him completely. I'm just believing God for miracles. I'm believing God for life transformation, for marriage reconciliations, for families to be restored, for Tucson to be turned upside down. I'm believing God for that because that's the kind of God I serve. Church, I mean, man, it's right here for us, so we're not going to allow that other garbage to own us any longer. Are you an ambassador for Christ? I want you to know you are an ambassador and God's pleading through you. I pray that we would just step into the fullness of that and allow God to begin to minister through us his love to this lost world that is broken, that is desperately looking to fill that love gap in their life. They need Jesus. They're all pursuing the same stuff you did. They're looking for the answer. You have the answer. That's your ministry is to show them, yeah, Jesus is the one that fixed me. He couldn't do it myself. Couldn't do it. Only God could fix me. All right. How can you fulfill your calling as a, a minister of reconciliation this week? How can you do it? What can we do? So at the beginning of the service, we always ask you accountability questions. Have you spent time in God's Word this week, church? Yes. Do you know what the Holy Spirit's saying to you? Yes. Are you spending time alone with Him? Yes. Are you giving God of your time, your talents, and your resources just like He asked you? Yes. 
All right, are you inviting people to come to God's house with you? Are you working at being a minister of the gospel and fulfilling the Great Commission, reaching someone with the good news of Jesus Christ, teaching them what it means to be a Christ follower? Are you doing that? Okay, so normally I ask those at the very beginning. And those we say are accountability questions, like, what have you been doing last week? What we're doing right now is we're giving you action steps to say, what are you going to do this week? So when we say this, like, all right, I need to take some action with this and understand I am not condemned. I'm not owned by sin. I'm no longer a sinner. I'm set free. I'm going to live as a free person, as an ambassador of Christ. And how, Lord, do you want me to represent you in this world today, tomorrow, and this coming week? How can I represent you, Lord? How can I show people who you are? What do you want me to do? Will you embrace him in that? Amen. Stand with me, church. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I want to encourage you that, you know, you don't have to get loud and carry on like me or anything. You can be quiet uh, and serve Jesus. Seriously, you can. Um, He's calling you. I, I want you to know there is no escaping your life except through Jesus Christ. And then there's this incredible offer that he gives to us, which is new life. It's amazing, man. I'm telling you. Doesn't mean that everything in your life goes away. There's still bills to pay, life to live, diseases that affect our bodies. But man, there's peace. There's no condemnation. There's freedom in Christ. If you don't know Jesus, would you come forward and receive him today? Anybody here that you don't know him, we want to invite you to know Jesus before you leave here today. Just come on up here. You don't even have to know what you're doing right now. You just know God's calling. Just walk forward. We'll help you. Introduce him to you. It's real simple. Anybody need Jesus today? Well, everybody needs him. Anybody ready to get him? All right. If you know him and you've been living in condemnation, are you ready to leave that condemnation at the altar and go out and live the fullness of the new life in you? Would you do that today? Would you just leave it right here? Just You don't have to come up and pray and beg and ask. I'm just going to tell you that if condemnation has been wreaking havoc in your life, before you leave, just walk up here and chuck it to the altar. Walk out of here, free person, and let God be glorified in your life, okay? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your obedience to God. That's amazing. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for coming forward. You're amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Reconciliation, the amazing God that we have. He's so good. You know, if the Spirit of God's calling you, you just come forward, okay? We're not dragging this out. You're free to go if you're ready to go. But we don't want to leave before we get everything God has for us. So if you need to come to the altar, come on down here and spend some time with Him. He loves you. Thank you. God bless you. You're dismissed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good.